the guitar solo was piercing through me with every single note. And as it continued to the end, the song, it trailed off into the night sky. And I remember looking over at my friend who was sitting next to me on the left, and he looked back at me. And before I could say it, before I could say, we need to hear that again, he reached out with his hand and he hit rewind and we listened to it again. Hello everybody, my name is Bishop Freesh and I wanna welcome you to my life through music where I talk about the songs or music that was either there at a certain place and time or that describes feelings, emotions, or thoughts that I had uh, during those particular places and those particular times. And the song for this place and time is Comfortably Numb by the powerful, potent, and influential Pink Floyd, released in 1979. I'm going to start by quoting from the song. When I was a child, I caught a fleeting glimpse out of the corner of my eye. I turned to look, but it was gone. I cannot put my finger on it now. The child has grown. The dream is gone. I have become comfortably numb." End quote. When I first listened to this song, as I'm going to describe to you in just a moment, I was a child. And now the child is grown, but still growing but the dream is not gone. Before I get into this, I wanna do something real quick. I want to define the word beautiful. And according to the dictionary in my phone app, the definition of beautiful is having beauty, possessing qualities that give great pleasure or satisfaction to see, hear, think about etc. Delighting the senses or mind. And I can't speak for anybody else but me, but this song and many others, but this song was and still is that complete and thorough definition when I heard it. I think it was somewhere between my freshman and sophomore years in high school and even though I had, you know, three years left, back then, three years was an eternity. But, but even though I had three years left in high school, every once in a while, I would think to myself, you know, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do with my life, you know, after high school? Am I gonna stay here? Am I gonna stay, you know, here in Cave Creek, Arizona? Will I move away? Will I stay in Arizona? Uh, what job will I have? What, what career would I have? And one of the places I would consider some of these questions was on Black Mountain. And Black Mountain is a mountain that stands um, at what I would consider the center of Cave Creek, um, the area. Um, it's one of the most prominent features 
um, there. And it was, at that time, the center of my world. Because you could see it from anywhere you were in the community. Um, if you were in town, in town, you could turn and look to the south, and there it was. You know, it was right there. Um, if you were at my high school, from my high school, uh, Cactus Shadows, if you were outside and you looked directly north, you could see it. It was there, um, lofty and dignified. Um, and on the east side of Black Mountain, back in 1986, there were hardly any houses on it. Um, you know, at the time there were a few, they were scattered, you know, and, uh, you know, mostly on the bottom and a few on the top. But in the middle, there was really hardly any houses at that time. And my friend from up the dirt road, um, the same friend who would take me with him to the skating rink, um, sometimes we would, we would go up there. You know, we'd drive up there in his truck and we would chill out, hang out. Sometimes we'd have, you know, some girls with us and sometimes it would just be us guys, you know. And we'd be up there smoking cigarettes, talking about life. And there was this one spot where we would go. And, you know, not just us, you know, a lot of people knew about this, this, this place, but it was where this, this road would dead end at this kind of like cul-de-sac. It looked like a cul-de-sac. And if you parked your car dead east, behind you would be like the cliff where they had dug out this area of the mountain. And then at the end of the asphalt, there was this like cliff. And in front of you was the eastern part of the Cave Creek carefree area. And you could see forever, you know, because you, you, know, you were up in elevation. And to the right, I guess it would be, you know, if you're looking dead east and dead east is 12 o'clock, to the right, right around two o'clock was the Boulders Resort. And then to the left, let's say 10 o'clock, and you probably couldn't see it from there, was a Bash's grocery store that kind of, you know, was winding around, you know, through on Tom Darlington. And so what we would do is we would go up there and... It was kind of funny because there was nobody up there, especially at night, you know, and every once in a while you might see a car just kind of meandering its way down Tom Darlington. And the interesting thing about it was, is back then, Tom Darlington picked up where Scottsdale Road ended. And I think it's still that way there now. And Scottsdale Road was nothing but a two-lane highway. And the same thing with uh, Carefree Highway, and Cave Creek Road. It was just two-lane road back then, believe it or not. And, and one night, getting back to the mountain, one night, my buddy and I were up there and there was no one else, just us. And it was late at night. It was probably a, a Friday or a Saturday night. And it was pitch black. Imagine 34 years ago and there was no light pollution no houses, it was just the darkness. And we were sitting in his truck. And by this time, he had done a lot of work to his truck, especially to the stereo. I mean, he had a custom box that he had built 
for the subwoofers that sat behind the bench seat. And he had speakers, mid-range speakers, I mean, literally everywhere, tweeters. It was a mobile listening command vehicle, kind of like. And it, but at that time, it was the loudest and the best stereo I'd ever heard. And we were up there parked, like I said before, we were facing east and we're just talking, you know, smoking. And the conversation just kind of died out. And, you know, we were there just looking through the windshield with the doors open, you know, with the doors open and you could lean back and where the door opened, you could stick your feet out, you know? And we were just sitting there and we had this panoramic view of the eastern night sky. And in this silence, he goes, I've got an idea. And he reached over and he grabbed the cassette tape of Pink Floyd, The Wall. And he puts it in the deck, the tape deck, rewinds it, and he plays comfortably numb. And from the moment it started, the bass line, you know, from, 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 what, from Roger Waters, just pounded and vibrated into my back. And I was frozen and transfixed on the night sky when I heard the question, hello, hello, is there anybody in there? And there I was, 100% in the moment, not by intention, but by the situation and the music. And I was soaking it all in. And as I was soaking it all in, I, I, I felt the bass behind me again. And I took a look around as the song was playing and I looked at all the different speakers in the cab and they were kind of like, kind of like looking back at me like, like friendly faces with music just pouring out of them. And as the second guitar solo started, I looked out through the windshield and I saw, heard, and thought more in those moments that I'd ever done in my entire life up till then. And as the guitar solo continued, as I said before, every note was piercing me until it slowly faded away and reverberated off of the stars. And there I was at the center of my world and for the first time I felt that I could do anything and go anywhere. And I looked over at my friend who was sitting next to me and I was just getting ready to tell him, hey, yo, we need to listen to that again. And before I could even get those words out of my mouth, he reaches up and he hits rewind, finds the song, leans back and looks over and we were just like, yeah, we're gonna listen to this again. And that is why this song is where it's at 
in my my life through music playlist i'm going to put the link down below so you can listen to it if you want to go directly to it if you haven't heard this song please check it out and if it's been a while check it out relive it check it out and one thing i want to i would like for you to do is i want you to notice the difference in the first guitar solo and the second guitar solo. And it's interesting because my daughter and I were recently talking about this. Are the two solos different? How are they different to you? Why do you think they're different? And to me, they are different. And I don't think it's a coincidence that one solo is before the pinprick and then there's another solo after the pinprick. I just find that fascinating because in my experience, nothing that Pink Floyd has in their music is an accident. I think there's a meaning behind everything. And that's why the dream is not gone for me. I want to find meaning in music, but not only just music, but in everything in my life. I want to thank you for your time. I know it's, I know it's valuable. That's why I thank you for it. And I can't wait to see you in the next video. Thanks very much.